Welcome back to another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. This is a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated, which provides management, publicity, and related services. If I can help you with your music career, whether that's becoming a client or just simply a private one-on-one online video consultation, by all means, let me know. I have been doing so for artists across the U.S. since 2004 and would love to help you as well. Get in touch through the email address podcast at nhte.net, which is also where you can write to with comments about the show. I'm always eager to hear from listeners with any feedback that you have. Joining me today on location in Alabama at the 37th Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival, my guests are a trio who released a 12-song album at the end of August with one of the songs featuring a recent NHTE guest. They had also released a 10-song album exactly two years earlier. In addition to here at the Songwriters Festival in Alabama, they have also got performances coming up in Tennessee and Texas and had recently performed in South Carolina, Ohio, Mississippi, Missouri, Georgia, Kansas, Louisiana, and more. They were named Mississippi's Songwriters of the Year, and this year were inducted into CMT's Next Women of Country Class of 2021. The three vocalists are Danica Hart, known for her work on the Grammy-nominated Spy Boy album, along with her sister Devin Hart and their cousin Tree Swindle. You've been hearing a song of theirs called You Can Have Him, Jolene. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Chapel Heart. <laughs> awesome, ladies. Looking forward to this. Thank you so much for making time to be here. Absolutely. We're super excited to be here and chat with you today. I know that y'all have been quite busy with the festival, doing lots of shows here, and you've still got one more show tonight. So I do appreciate you coming to make time to talk with me today. Let's get right to it and have you start off by telling the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called You Can Have Him, Jolene. Well, um, so this song came about in a kind of cool way. We were shooting a cover video for uh, Dolly Parton's 9 to 5. And um, in the video, it's it's up on YouTube, but in the video, Dev walks in and um, she has on a shirt that says, you can have him, sign Jolene. And I saw it and, uh, well, this is Danica, but I, so I saw it and um, I said, sign Jolene. I was like, who does that huzzy think she is? How are you going to take somebody's man and then tell her she can have him? <laughs> and then like, we kind of were all laughing at uh, We were like, we got to write about this. And so um, the one thing we get super excited about uh, about this song is that, as much energy that went into it that was in the room when we were writing it is we feel like exactly what translated through the song and and as a lot of songwriters know sometimes um when it gets translated down and by the time you add the music and the and the writers and the production and the after everything gets added to it sometimes you lose a little bit in and what you um wh- where the moment was when you first wrote it but i think from beginning to end from thought process to um full out production as you can tell when you listen to it, it's high energy. And it's now fun. walk me through the timeline of what you just described, because you said you were going to be filming a cover video for 9 to 5. Is that, is that yes, what it was? We w- and so, right? Yes. We, uh, as we were filming, we were shooting um, during, uh, during quarantine, we were... Uh, quarantined out on the lake in uh, Lake okay. Pontchartrain okay. and um, we decided to do shoot a music video we did a little, uh, we did a cover of 9 to 5 but then Devin walks in with the shirt on and so you get the idea so this is what I'm trying to understand do you stop right then and do it or do you say tomorrow we need to write a song or sometime or next week or what was the timing and then for that matter how fast did the song come together or was it oh it was a good idea but it doesn't mean that the, that the song came together was written fast We, it, 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 I think it was a few months after so we we, we were on the lake for a little while, and then when we got back home, um, we and kind of got settled in. It was one of those. Oh, oh after we came back, so after we kind of left, but we were staying during our time during our quarantine. We um, we said, okay, so we now we really have to go ahead and write this song. Like, I think the the idea just came back up in conversation one day, and so we were like, we need to go ahead and write this song. Okay. And we all sat down to write it, and it just, like, the words just started to pour. And we would come up with different little things and come up with ideas throughout the process while we were writing it. 
and it was just so much fun to to write and then like Danica said it went over once it was completely done and the music was done for it that same energy was there and then once we were able to do the music video for it it just that energy just went even it just went through the roof it was it was amazing and Devin, as the one who has the microphone right now and who was wearing the shirt, <laughs> in that moment when they say, we got to write a song about that, do you just kind of look down at your own shirt and go, what? No, that's dumb. Or is it, you know, when you're a songwriter, like no, everything is fair like, game. let's go for it. I'm, I'm all for it completely. <laughs> cool, cool. She kind of had this look that was like, you know what? It does sound kind of cool. Like, you can have it, Joel. <laughs> I'm going to fall on my sword and be honest with the audience. On last week's episode, you heard me talking with singer-songwriter-recording artist T. Goins, also recorded here in Alabama at the Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival, and I goofed. I won't get into what the mess-up was, but there I was telling you about how I'm able to record on location with the same unit that serves as my audio interface when I'm back home in Tampa at my recording rig, and then I screwed up in such a way that the audio could have been compromised, so to speak. That's on me. It's not on Centrance, which is the company I've been telling you about that makes a unit so unique that you can use it as the centerpiece of your studio at home, but then have it also be your pro-quality handheld portable recording device. I've corrected the problem that I caused with the recording of the Tia Goins interview, and I know that you're going to notice how great the audio sounds sitting here with the girls from Chapel Heart. The mixer face is the unit that Centrance makes for musicians, very similar to what I'm using from them for podcast recording. And in addition to what I've said so far, the mixer face is such that you can connect a smartphone or tablet to stream live from absolutely anywhere, as long as you have cell data or Wi-Fi. It's studio quality audio, thanks to the professional quality preamps. And by the way, there's not menu after menu after menu or a screen you can't see in daylight. If all that's not good enough, check out this special offer for my audience. On the show website, nhte.net, you will see an ad for the mixer face. It's in the right-hand column on desktop or scroll way, way down on mobile to see it. Click that to order directly from Centrance, and they will not only give free U.S. shipping, but when you put in the code BRUCE, you will get a free watertight accessory case to carry it in. It's the investment you're not going to have to rebuy. Ladies, congratulations on the new album titled The Girls Are Back in Town, and as I mentioned in the intro, 12 songs. Let's hear all about it. Where did you record this? Who produced it? Over what period of time was it written and recorded? All those good things. Hi, this is Tree. Um, our new album, The Girls Are Back in Town, it was recorded, um, I'd say about 90% of it was all recorded at Baird Music Group in Nashville. And I have to say, those musicians are golden. And it was so funny when we first started recording there, you know, just three girls from South Mississippi. We had done some recording in New Orleans, and, you know, that's, it was very laid back. And, you know, that's kind of an understatement. It was extremely laid back. And so when we first started recording in Nashville, you know, they looked through the song once or twice and then they played it. And we were like, wait a minute, is this real? <laughs> but like it, the, I have to say the team put such life behind it and kind of like just brought to life our entire vision. Because when the girls are back in town, we kind of wanted something that said exactly who we were who we are and especially now in 2021 everyone's like no one puts out albums everyone releases singles like what are you doing but we wanted like just a cohesive body of work that you can literally sit down press play and by the time you get to track number 12 you feel like you know us feel like you grew up with us there's and you can also see all like a lot of our influences from the first track like you can hear that Patsy Cline love you can hear all of the and like and it just evolves over the album and by the time you're at the end you know you're wanting to kick in some doors and might get arrested you know, get a little rowdy but it's you know kind of who we are i've never been arrested by the way uh, well, I've, I've never been arrested but you know <laughs> i'm sure she's had close encounters so. <laughs> Well, luckily, I was a corrections officer, so the cops knew me. They'd be like, just go home. <laughs> Cut it out and go home. <laughs> uh, who produced the album, and uh, over what period of time did all this take place, from from the writing to recording it and everything that, that we're talking about? Um, so we were super blessed to um, 
that we had Jeff Glixman, who was the producer of the band Kansas. He produced their album. And so we teamed up with Jeff Glixman, and he um, produced the album The Girls Are Back in Town. And um, it seems like, I feel like to us, since we released Out the Mud, which is our first album, so we released Out the Mud, and it just almost like the writing started immediately after. So as we were like trying to promote this, we just like, these songs keep pouring out. And so we were getting towards the top of 2021, and it just was burning in us. And we were like, we got to do an album. We got to do it. And like Tree said, we had industry friends who were like, that is like career suicide. You do not want to do an album. No one's listening wow. to albums. No one. Wow. And um, we were like, well, you know, then it was just something that we knew we had to do. And it literally, we it's like we put our mind to it. And then next thing you know, it's like maybe in a matter of what? From about the t- January, top of January 2021 to um, we did our official release August the 28th. So Danica, are y'all the type that are tell tell us we can't do something and we're going to prove you wrong? Is that is that when I, you say <laughs> when you say that everybody was telling think, you? Listen, that is I, I'm as she said it. I'm sitting here like, yeah, we really don't care. Like, not that we don't care. Of course, we always take advice from people who've been in the industry and stuff like that. But if we're like, if it's in our heart and we really feel it, it's like regardless of what people tell us. We're going to do it because it's also like the first track of the album is a ballad. And when we let our people listen to it, they were like, you got to change this order. You cannot start an album off with the ballad. Like, it just won't get people's attention and this whole ordeal. But we were like. Yeah, so let's just go ahead and make Nearly Over You the first song. And it was like, I think it's been one of the ones that has gotten such a great response off of the album. Because it has that, like Tree said earlier, it has that Patsy Cline. Danica wanted to call it the ode to Patsy Cline because there's a lot of nods to Patsy in that song, if you listen. But she kind of got outvoted. But it's okay, you know, that's not important. We're here now. <laughs> but, yeah, like, we just, we always will follow our heart regardless of what any anything else. Well, and I think there's also a lesson in there. I think it's a teaching moment for anyone listening who is an aspiring performer that they need to realize that you're going to get to a point where you're going to have industry professionals. These could be veterans of the Nashville music recording scene who are going to tell you because they think it's in your best interest here's what I think you should or shouldn't do. And you as an artist have to search your heart and say, is this something that I am so, so like deal breaker about that thank you and this is what i'm going to do or are you going to say hey maybe these folks know something so it's it's obviously a tough line to walk right trusting your gut is key in this business i think like that's probably been one of the biggest lessons i've learned like just trusting your gut yeah i definitely feel like just exactly like danica said i don't i can't even remember how many times that like industry people have told us oh no this would be career suicide and it seems Mm. like every time we do the thing that would have quote unquote been suicide it kind of just gave us a whole new life but like you said and as is the name of our tour follow your heart it really doesn't matter there's always going to be great advice coming from everywhere but i kind of feel like um, disrupting the status quo is about our like it's kind of like our MOA now. It's like it's it's just what we do, and it and it's it works because it's just us. <laughs> I think that also just like you know just to, it's Danica, and I think to just kind of just throw I guess another pebble in, in the pond is just that um, I think it's less about being like you know all oh, the rebel, but. Um, kind of like you, I think maybe where you were going initially was that never forget that you're an artist because whether you're on a label, whether you're an independent, whatever it is that's gotten you to this point is what got the attention of a label or is what got the attention of a manager or, um, uh, or if you're with a, or if you're with a, um, booking agency, however you are furthering your career, what you did to get to that point, the material that you were writing to get to that point. Everything about your artistry is what got you there. So I think it's super important, like you said, to know what to stand firm on. And there are some things that, you know, maybe you could bend on and go, okay, I'll just yeah, do that. Yeah. And um, so that's not ever a bad thing. But I think, like Dev said, trusting your gut is don't ever don't ever let that fire burn down so much that you lose your voice and the, the mayhem of everybody yeah, who yeah. has an opinion about because what Because the do. other side of it is that your name is on it. So these producers, these advisors, whoever they are, 
And again, I want to say they are hopefully, in more <laughs> right. cases than not, advising you from a place of genuine concern, and we're trying to give you the best advice. But they move on to the next client, and then they move on to the next client, and then 100%. they move on to the next project. And here you are sitting with the name Chapel Heart and with y'all's individual names on this project, and you go, you know, this is us, though, and like this is what we're going to have for the rest of our lives and beyond our lives, and it's always going to have our names on it. And so can we go to bed at night and lay our head on the pillow and say, yeah, we're happy with the decision that somebody made for us? Wait, hold on. That doesn't sound right. Right, right. <laughs> so clarify for me then, do all three of you write or, and, and is it, and is it, if the answer is yes, is it, well, one is stronger in lyrics, one stronger in melodies. How does, how does that whole dynamic work with writing? I feel like we have like a trifecta, like everything kind of works together to make the whole, um, Dev usually, cause Dev came in, she, Dev came in last, she was the, the, the newest member, but, um, she came in and I felt like she was so, she would get so overwhelmed that time cause we'd get together, grab a guitar and write a song in 30 minutes. And she's just like, so, and by the time the song's almost finished, she's just like, whoo, what, what's going on here? <laughs> and, um, but we sat down one day and as, as we were kind of all trying to figure out how this trio thing works. Um, Dev started coming up with these amazing concepts and storylines and, and it was like she, we, so we coined her the concept queen. And so <laughs> Dev usually comes up with a great concept. And, um, if you've heard our song, Let's Truck on, um, our first album, Out the Mud, you really get a chance to see, uh, Tree's writing, writing style a lot. And I, I said last night, um, at our show, I said, Tree has the ability to take the most innocent thing and she can make it inappropriate. And so, um, <laughs> she's got away with words like that. And so Tree kind of finds a way to like, to, to take the little tongue in cheek things that we need to make and kind of say those little quirky things. And she's a, she's like a, a thing at that. And, um, they call me the ballad queen because, honey, I, and, uh, like I'll write and kind of pull those hard strings, and so something about all of that that goes together, and I think that is kind of what makes that Chapel Heart. She sound. said, "I'll pull those heart strings." You get it, Chapel Heart. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, but so then, with this album, so are all the songs written by just the three of you, or is it? Well, we had somebody else that wrote with us. I believe on this album we had one outside song and then we had a couple a, a lot of the other songs some of the other songs we wrote with other people other other contributors right um, other I, I had a, a but Devin part. when you're saying an outside song you mean a song that none of you wrote correct right. correct yeah okay well is it just a coincidence that the new album came out exactly two years after your out the mud album august 2019 and now august 2021 and, and for that matter I don't necessarily want to use the expression compare the two albums, but compare the two albums eh? in all seriousness. Would you say, wow, our music is so different now? We are so different now? Or is it, come on, Bruce, it's only been two years and this is just the next 12 new songs continuing from the 10 that were on Out the Mud? Um, well... First, I don't think we knew that it was two years to the day from the original <laughs> It wasn't release, to the day, I'm or, just saying or, the month. It was, it was yeah. pretty close, though. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but... Honestly, it was it was such an evolution, like because like from recording out the mud to recording the girls are back in town, like so much had changed because when we first did out when we first recorded out the mud, we were playing on Bourbon Street almost most nights of the week. You know, we'd play enough to pay for a session, then go in, record a song and then, you know, kind of back and forth and like doing it the long way. And um and of course, like we didn't really know what we were getting into because whenever we first decided we wanted to make the Out the Mud album, you know, we w met with the producers and we were like, we want to make a country album. We want, like, we like that big Nashville sound. And then the first thing out of their mouths was, we hate that big Nashville sound. We Ooh, were like, yikes. okay. <laughs> and so we just went ahead and made an album. And at that point, we didn't know as artists, we can say, this is not what we want. We didn't mm. say that we don't like this or we don't want this. And we kind of just, you know, kind of just rolled with it. But by the time that um, we were ready to, we were putting together, the girls are back in town. Like we had evolved as individuals and as artists and like our music, like, you know, the writing had gotten better, you know, being together that much time, we've become a lot more cohesive. And then, you know, throwing that, that Nashville magic on top of it for the guys at Bayer Music Group, it kind of like just elevated it even higher. And it's kind of crazy because like, uh, all of the songs on Out the Mud, like I absolutely love, but sometimes like I would listen to it and I would cringe because 
just the sound was not what we mm-hmm. were looking for. Gotcha, gotcha. And you know, you don't know what you don't know until yeah, you know it. Yeah, yeah. But and but it's crazy because like even like other songs and singles that we were like recorded along the way and like just you know trying stuff out. Like I love them, but it's always kind of weird listening to your own music. But I feel like the girls are back in town. Like this is one of the albums. It's in multiple of my own playlists. Like I can wow. jam out to it wow. and then forget. Oh wait a minute, this so is cool. one of our songs. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, back on the Milestone 400th episode of this show, which came out at the beginning of October, my guest was Mickey James, who I sat and recorded a conversation with in Nashville. On that episode, we talked about the song Grown Ass Woman, which, watch out, watch out, is on your new album. Yes. Oh, man. Look, first of all, I love it because uh, we're here. Sean Gasway's here at the festival, and I think we missed Mickey by last week. But um, I joke with, I joke sometimes, and I say, well, and uh, Brandon Green also, who's from Mississippi as well, so we get to make fun of him. But I said it started out as um, Sean Gasway, Brandon Green, and Mickey, uh, Mickey James, and they started, I think they started uh, Grown-Ass Woman. And I just kind of didn't get a chance. They felt like there was something missing. And then we met Sean Gassaway, and he was like, Mickey, I found what's missing. You got to write with these girls. And so um, we we went in the room, and we sat down, and it was just, like, explosive. Like, almost, it, it almost kind of was, like, push it, like, you know, kind of pushed Sean Gassaway to the background. I was like, let the girls <laughs> chat, okay? But, he, you know, but he, he was right there in the mix of it. But we just started pouring out all these things, and it was like, you know, um, I, I felt like sometimes as women, we get so bogged down and we think we can overthink a lot and we think about all the stuff that we didn't get done in a day and um, all the things that we have left to do. And it was just amazing to be able to sit down and go, you know what? <laughs> if we didn't get to it today, we're still badass. We're still, you know, we're still, it's still, we're still amazing. We're still moms and wives and girlfriends and even just single women at the end of the day. And, um, and there's a power in that. And so to be able to sit down and write that and um, the energy that was there, I believe we can safely say um, it still is there. We've We've played a grown ass woman almost every, I think probably every day since we've been here. So um, it's, it truly has become a Frank Brown um, songwriters festival favorite. But um, I think maybe not just at Frank Brown though, but. Um, the women just kind of started to stand up and they were like, thank you. And like when you get those messages that say like, I, I absolutely needed this. I start my day with grown ass wow. woman and wow. it puts me in a, so, um, so we're forever grateful that Mickey, Mickey James trusted us. And, um, we're super grateful that we were able to connect with her because Mickey is truly one of the best human beings that you will ever meet. And um, and at like four, she looks, she, I, I told her, I was like, you look so tall on TV. She was like, <laughs> she's so tiny. I'm still scared of her though. Like, you know, I was like, she could probably take me out in one neck throat chop. But one of the most genuine people you'll ever meet in your life. And if you yeah, even got to talk to her for awesome. a minute, I know oh, you. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. wonderful. She's wonderful. And you're right. You're right. Let's not kid ourselves. She can knock you down and then <laughs> turn around and knock you down and then you. Then me and all, all four of us, the four of us and her in the ring and the four of us don't stand a chance. There you go. But you know, I want to get back to though your session with her because, you know, I'm sure that the three of you together have great energy when you write, but all of a sudden it's like a whole different type of dynamic. So you bring a different collaborator in the room. That's not the three of you that you're used to working with one another. And like you say, in this case, you're writing a song called grown ass woman with another woman. And you go, wow. Like all of a sudden we just found another gear to shift into higher. Um, you're so right. Especially like writing with the three of us, because some, some people, you know, it's a whole lot of personality bottled up in the three of us and energy is everything. And uh, there has been times like we'll go in to write with some people and, you know, there's a little apprehension at first because, you know, we're just a whole lot of love spilling out everywhere. But like Danica said, from the moment we met Mickey, the it was like instant connection. It felt like she was one of our cousins that we didn't even know we needed. And it was like it, it wasn't that struggle it wasn't that you know awkward moment in the beginning it wasn't that let's get to know each other first it was kind of from the first hello and hug and we kind of like just jumped right into it and that when when that happens like you really have to cherish it and like take note of it because like you say it doesn't happen with everyone some like sometimes you have to really really work for it yeah. not saying that you shouldn't but whenever it happens that easily, you should definitely be appreciative. Well, and then you go into the right itself knowing that, okay, this is going to be 
very organic. We're not going to have to actually work. We're not going to have to sit there and apply ourselves and say, oh my gosh, I need to muster up some extra brain cells because I'm going to just try to make it work with this co-writer. And with Mickey, I, you know, I felt the same way as right. soon as I met her. I was like, we had already known each other. And by the time we got done with our interview and our, you know, fun talk off the air and stuff, it was like, we're best of friends. Right. A hundred percent. Well, I don't typically spend much time talking with guests about songs other than the two that get played. But in that case, Grown Ass Woman, I had to since Mickey James was on the show two right. months ago. But there's one more that I'm not going to play, but have to have you talk about bum, bum, based bum. simply on the title, because I've got to believe there must be a cool story to go with it. So tell us, why do you have a song called Jesus and Alcohol? Uh, what bum, could bum, that bum. possibly be about? <laughs> so kind of like the quick, the quick detailed story. So we were in Nashville and usually we kind of... If we're if we if we've had a really good gig, we we can get two rooms, and um and so we've we've gotten a little bit better since uh, since our um since two years ago for my first record. So usually we can we can afford to get two rooms, and you know especially if it's just us traveling. But um this particular time, guess the gig wasn't that good, so we were just in one room, and um it was a, it was a smaller hotel room than usual. So we were kind of getting a little stir crazy, and so um we sent Derek out on a beer run and. I was in the bathroom just kind of strumming along. I was just kind of teaching myself guitar because uh-huh. I kept saying, I need to learn, I need to learn. So I'm in the bathroom kind of strumming along, uh, stream, uh, trying to play Amazing Grace. But I was getting I was getting there. And um, so I came out, and Dev was like, we need to write a song with an alliteration. And I was like, all right. But I always tell people my Mississippi education. I was like, now what is an alliteration? <laughs> and she was like, you know, it's like... Like Bible bourbon and breakup, and I was like, <gasps> my songwriter brain's going, ding, 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 ding. and I was like, we gotta write this. So we sat down, we wrote down some stuff, we talked about life experiences. I tell people all the time, we grew up Baptist, but I was a rebel Baptist. So like, I I, I did a lot of churching, but I did a lot of drinking too. <laughs> and so um, so we just kind of sat down and put that in song form, and um, we always try to be as transparent as possible, you know, and um. We started to write, and in like 25 minutes, maybe, the song was written, and we sang it back, and it was a moment we were like, whoa. Like, either this is about to be the most ama- one of the most amazing things we've ever written, or this is about to be a myth, but we're here <laughs> for it either way. And um, so we get it over to our booking agent, and our booking agent says, don't touch it. He said, whatever. So we sang it, and it's quiet, and he says, don't touch it. And um, then he calls us back, and he said, Billy Gibbons has, uh, he said, I sent it to Billy. And he said, he said it's one of the freshest things that he's heard in a decade. And so he sends him over a couple more of our songs. Billy says, well, at first he sent him the music, but he still hadn't seen us. Then he sends him a picture. He said, and Billy never answers my call for any reason in life. He said, Billy calls me back in like five seconds. He said, you got to be kidding me. He was like, who is this? He said, I'm not. It's Chapel Heart. They're an upcoming trio. And so um, he listened to some more music and he told him, he said, look, whatever these girls need, he said, let me know. I want to help them out. And Billy flew from L.A. to Nashville to come be a part of our music video. So if you have not seen the music video for Jesus and Alcohol. You got to check it out. And, Fantastic. Um, which goes back to that artistry. Uh, when we play, we played it out for a couple of people and they were like, amazing song, radio will never play it. <laughs> and so we were like, oh, mm. okay. You know, <laughs> and then we start getting reports in that, you know, it's being played here in um, o- Oklahoma. It's been played here in Ohio. It's been wow. played. We were like, what? So cool. Like, so it just, it, like I said, it, it is the theme of, theme of the podcast and it is you got to trust your gut and know that. When you have those moments, as we when we wrote it in 25 minutes and was like, and we just kind of looked at each other, those moments really mean something. Okay, you know? I hang on to little details, Devin. Bible, bourbon, and breakup. Is that literally what you said? Because that's forgive, forgive me, I've not heard the song. So is that actually in the yes, song? Yes, that's in the song. Like, because okay. I think in the moment. It was like something just kind of hit me. It's like there's a lot of times that when you go through a breakup, a lot of people, you know, they pray about it. And they're like, God, just help me get through this. And then you have some people who are like, let me just drink my way some through this thing. Some people are like, thing. Jack Daniels, help me get and through this. And then you got people like <laughs> us that's going to do both of them. Maybe not at the same time, but you're going to do both of them. Okay, same time. Okay, same time. But, you know, it's like it was just an honesty thing, like. Just being completely, like Danica said, being completely transparent is something that we always strive to do. Like, we always want to give our fans that real and let them know, like, hey, you aren't the only person that, you know, this happens to. It happens to everyone. And there's, I mean, a lot of people will be like, oh, why would you put Jesus and alcohol in the same sentence? And I'm like, come on. 
people do this. Yeah. This isn't an uncommon thing. And as songwriters, you have license to do that. It, it, it's you're, you're not the first one and you're not the last one. Right. right. And we we, we kind of struggled. I think, I think honestly, if we can be honest, we kind of struggled with it at first because we sure. were like, oh, sure. do you put that out? I did an interview with a lady and her, uh, her mom, and she said, I lost my child a couple of years ago. She said, worst pain I'd ever been through. She said, I heard your song, Jesus and Alcohol. She said, and I bawled mm-hmm. because for the first time, she said, I felt like somebody understood. And she said, and, and I she said, I drank a lot. And she said, I, I went down. She said, I went down hard and I went down deep. She said, but I never lost my faith. See? And she said, I never, I always See? knew I'd get back. And I just like, I just Ugh. was like, oh my God. I'm you getting know, chills. Just, well, I'm, getting I'm chills. telling you. And it's oh, like, wow. and like I said, it goes back to that artistry. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's that. Sometimes the realness and the rawness that my that my mom sometimes is like Tanika, you're telling too much. And so, but um, I, I think that, and but I also think that that's one of the writing styles that makes us so unique. Is that like you know we just whatever comes out of the heart and comes on the paper is what we give to the people, and I think is where people can find. So themselves. at the beginning of that story, Danica, there's something that you said that I want to build from. Let's let's start digging into some non-album stuff. For starters, I introduced the three of you as vocalists. But I know that at least one of you, Tree, plays guitar. But but set the record straight for the audience on who might play one or more instruments. Um, well, see, I started. I actually started playing guitar when I was like 14. And then by the time I was 18, I had five different broken fingers and realized that <laughs> maybe this is not what I should be doing with my life. Well, not breaking them playing guitar, just being hard-headed yeah, and clumsy. Yeah. But um and but like I picked it back up and like I like I play it a lot like for writing and like you okay. know writing and jamming and stuff like that but usually for for performance we like to leave that to the real musicians and we're usually running around jumping up and down and just having too good of a time anyways to be trying to figure out how to play and sing and do all that at the same time but um <laughs> but yeah so you know I like I like to play in the privacy of my own home. <laughs> <laughs> and then Danica, she plays a little bit of the piano, a little bit of guitar. Very little. Very little. <laughs> and then I like to tell people that I play the triangle. I don't, world but I, I tell people I'm a world-renowned uh, triangle player. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to look it up because no one has, you know, gave me any rebuts. So. Internationally acclaimed yes. triangle right. player. The Triangle <laughs> Association is going to be coming from there. <laughs> the <laughs> International Triangle. I, I I shouldn't expect to see you on the cover of Triangle Player magazine anytime soon. You however, know. I however. may go get me one for Christmas. <laughs> oh gosh, this will be where sponsorship starts. <laughs> there you go, there you go. I'm joined today on location at the 37th Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival in Alabama by the three members of Chapel Heart. They are Danica Hart, her sister Devin Hart, and their cousin Tree Swindle. Visit their official website at chapelhart.com. I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. On their website, you will see icons to connect with the girls on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. The new album is called The Girls Are Back in Town, and you can get an autographed copy, along with other merch, through the shop section of chapelhart.com. They are on Spotify, of course, approaching 10,000 monthly listeners, by the way. So do follow them on there. But the better way to support these ladies is to purchase downloads of their music from the likes of Apple Music, Amazon, or Google Play, all of which there are links to on their website. Keep up with Chapel Heart online so you can see where and when you can go see them perform live. For those of you who have been hearing me talk for a while now about the online on-demand class that I launched at interviewtipscourse.com, and you say, I don't need that. I do just fine when I get interviewed. I challenge you to ask yourself, what have you gotten out of the interviews that you've done? If all you have to show for them is just a long list of interviews, but no bookings, no sales, no new clients... Well, then you don't do just fine when you get interviewed. Take advantage of all my years not only interviewing guests on this show every week since February 2014, but all my years working in the Olympic movement and in the National Hockey League with the world's press and athletes, coaches, and executives, not to mention getting my own Now Hear This clients interviewed. At interviewtipscourse.com, I'm giving you close to 30 tips to help you succeed when you are interviewed on TV, radio, podcasts, and more. Plus, there are more than 15 sources you can use to find interviews. Don't just put it on autopilot and go through the motions. Go to interviewtipscourse.com now to get started. 
Ladies, let's talk about the family dynamic. Was there ever a concern about things like band issues affecting y'all being family? And, and for Danica and Devin, how does Tree end up being the one cousin who is part of Chapel Heart since I imagine you have other cousins? Okay, so... <laughs> Let's just jump right into this. So Devin's going to set the record straight. I'm going to set go. it out. I'm going to give y'all the truth. <laughs> Nothing but the truth. So when I joined the band three years ago, it was rough because there was this thing. It's like me, my one of my biggest problems were I didn't know how to separate personal from business and I think when you work with your family and or friends you have to be able to do or be able to distinguish between the two because if not it can make things seem one way and it's really not that and it's so it's like it took us a while to get to the point where we were really we call it the salt and pepper shakers like one is business and one is personal and you you have to be like okay so we're putting the pepper shaker on the table this is strictly business nothing personal and I think we all had to also learn how to handle each other because Danica had been moved out of our house for a while so by the time I made it to New Orleans I was a completely different person than when I when she last left the house tree I like I didn't grow up with tree She's more of like Danica's age. So they grew up more together. And so it's like learning how to deal with three completely different personalities while learning how to work with family. It was just a lot. Okay. It was a lot. And I'm going to let one of And as you're passing the microphone, I want to make sure that the audience understands, especially those of you listening who are aspiring performers that are in this situation or you're thinking I should start a band with my brother or with my sister or with my cousin or some combination thereof this is a great lesson from these ladies so Tree please continue well, my first point of advice would be don't do it don't do it don't do it no don't do it <laughs> but, um, but I have to say honestly like like Dev said we've been through so much but once you get to that point of like Even though we've grown up together, we've known each other since we were in diapers, you have to learn to learn to re reintroduce yourself to the person as an individual, as the adult, as the artist that they've grown into. And like there are lots and lots of cousins. We're actually three of 108 first cousins. But um, wait yes. a minute, Some, something's <laughs> wrong with the microphone. It sounded like you said 108, or maybe it's my headphones. Okay, well, 108. You know, in South Mississippi, what wow. has a lot to do with the go to church and feel the pews. <laughs> so my gram, our grandma had 17. Yeah, the Lord said be fruitful and multiply. Wow. And I think she took it as a challenge because <laughs> our grandma had 17 kids. <laughs> she had 17 kids and 108 grandkids. Wow. And so, like, usually, like, any given Sunday. Oh, that's a movie. And, like, any given, <laughs> any given Sunday, like, after church, there'd be, like, you know, 40 kids running around in grandma's yard. And that's, like, normal. That's, like, a few of them, you know. But, like, Danica and I were always, I'm not going to say we were weirdos. We weren't oddballs. We were. They were weird. We no. We had advanced personalities at early ages. That's what it was. I take that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we were the yeah. We were definitely two like oddballs running around just doing whatever came to our mind. You know, starting little quote unquote ventures that you know we just had a lot of fun. And so we kind of like just jailed for a while and then um and I think that was like the main thing whenever I finally moved to New Orleans and they were like you should do music I was like nope but Danica like she's like always been you know like from directing choirs and not just tiny choirs I mean like full-on our family size choirs from the age of like 12 or 13 and so like I was like this is this is what she needs to be doing and so you know it started out with the two of us and then you know growing up and like singing your whole life you know two people singing is great but once you add the third harmony i mean what can you say after that (laughs) no what really happened is they kidnapped me they tied me up (laughs) and they kidnapped me and they put me in the trunk and they were like you're coming to new orleans well 
Well, Deb actually was supposed to just be trying it out for a couple of weeks, and that was two, three years ago. <laughs> She's so. still trying it out yeah. all these years later. I but here's yet. <laughs> here's the important question: since we're just four girls talking right now, let's go. On episode two twenty six, I remember asking sisters Gabriella and Bianca Leduc from Diamond Dixie. What happens when a boyfriend comes into the picture and one sister has to worry if the music group might take a backseat to love? So uh, I'm only now finally seeing Devin's left hand up on the table. I'm looking because I saw a ring on your finger, but I'm going, okay, so how does that how does that all sort out? I'll answer. So this is Danica. <laughs> and um, so it kind of segue in from the last question into this one. Um, it's just that... That family, like it's like I think Dev made the best point is that if you can figure out how to um, how to com- communication is so important, and um, I think we get so used to just you know in our regular family life that if something happens or you get hurt by something or something bothers you, you just sweep it under the rug and you go on about it. But being in a band and being together every day, that rug will start to pile up real fast. So communication so important. So even sometimes like now we're getting to the point where even if it is something small. We'll still talk about it. And, you know, I was like, it seems minute right now, but I don't want it to blow up later. So communication is everything. And um, relationships are super important. And, um, like, so Tree's married, and um, I'm not married yet, but I was like, I always tell people we've been together long enough. It's about common law. So uh, we're going to have to take that route. Um, And then Dev is is single, which um, is usually – you know, and she's super, super cute and sexy. Well, she thinks she's sexy, but as my little sister, she will only just get up to cute. <laughs> and so, um, but it's a it's a different dynamic when you when you throw something when you throw a relationship into um, into the into the ring because it goes from someone's focus being a hundred percent on music and you know, whenever you need them you got them you got them to now you've got to divide that focus exactly. between what's new and got exactly. you get your butterflies and get you going exactly and um and so it is such a it's a huge it's a huge shift in dynamic and not saying that it can't be done. And um, but it is a very, very, very hard thing to do because it's hard to tell somebody who that you're falling in love with and is falling in love with you. Like, I love you. But for our anniversary, I have to be in Ohio or I have to be in New York. And And when you have the success that Chapel Heart is having and, you know, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, let's let's look at Devin and not to put her on the spot. But come on, someone's going to someone's going to sweep this beauty off her feet. And then that's when you worry and you say. Hey, Dev, we're really happy for you, but, you know, Chapel Heart, like, we're we're doing really well, and we can't have you saying, like, I have to miss this tomorrow, or I can't do that tomorrow band-related because my man is doing this or doing that, and isn't he wonderful? And you go, yeah, he's wonderful, but Chapel Heart is wonderful. Bruce, let me just tell you something. I decided that I was going to try a relationship last year. I won't do it again. Uh-oh. I Uh-oh. tell you that, especially at this point in She's my career. She's like, next question. It's, That's no, not like, a problem. <laughs> no, like, it's genuinely, it's just, it's too hard to do right now at this level because we are we are trying to, like, we are right there, I feel like. And yeah. it's like, right now, I we, I we can't let up. So it's like, really, it would be a distraction. But at the same time, I'm thankful for that relationship that I had mm. last year because I was able to see how much time and effort would have to go into something like that and still be able to do this and i would and it just it taught me a lot to what to look for in the future fantastic and how to move forward in the future wow what a i'm not asking you your age but what a mature perspective that is because it's very unselfish you know to say hey the band is doing great and i can't risk putting the band a couple steps back because of my own personal right and it, and i think like just just dropping like a little pebble in is just that it is we, i always talk about this and they probably tired of hearing me say it but everything is sacrifice until you get to the big leagues it doesn't pay off until it pays off hugely bigly Nicely as donald said. trump would say <laughs> but um but and so and so i think that you're absolutely right it's a super mature thing to at 23 to have to go. Oh, she just put my age out. Oh, sorry. Edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. (laughs) But it's a super, and and really at any age, though, whether it's 23, 32, uh, 63, like it's a huge thing to have to say, okay, for for the sake of the group, 
And a lot of times not knowing what somebody else might do. Somebody else might go, well, I'm not doing that for y'all. But to say, I got to give up there. There's really so much that you have to give up to make this this work. But, um, you know, but it says a lot when you do it with people who are willing to to do it to get okay to trees get, itching to say something and then I, and then no, we gotta we gotta no, move on like, <laughs> well because i was going to but then danica physically grabs your hand with the mic so it's like you know what while she's holding you hostage i'm gonna let you take it but like we always joke because we say that my husband is their boyfriends her fiance is all of our boyfriends so like it's kind of like you gotta let let them know up front if, if you got one of us, you got all of us. And like, yeah, we're, yeah. Yeah, it's no, but. <laughs> no, 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 I understand. But like, I understand. And like, and it wasn't until like this past year, like in almost five years, this was like the first time I've ever spent an anniversary at home. But at the same time, when I first met my husband, I was like, well, I was doing, I'm, I was doing this when you met me. Mm. And this is what we're, this is what we're going to be doing. Yeah. So you got to make sure yeah. that you're ready for that ride. And, you know, thankfully I was blessed enough to find a husband who like transitioned from working in the field to working at home you know like kind of trying to set our family's life up to where i can you know pursue this career awesome. and then you know every now and then whenever he's making brisket he always tells me to tell them and i usually try not to but. <laughs> so in the intro i read off some really great honors that y'all have received but i didn't mention country gigs scotland's international artist of the year slash group of the year that is pretty awesome, but even though it's an international award, how does Chapel Heart register with the folks in Scotland that are bestowing this award? Have you all performed over there? Have you somehow developed a following um, in Scotland? Well, we actually performed in 2019. Was that 19? In 2019, we headlined the New Orleans Festival in Innsbruck, Austria. And in 21 years, they'd never had a female group to any kind of female to headline the festival. And they've never had a country act to headline the festival. Wow. And but the guy who um, the guy who got us onto the festival, he was kind of like obsessed with us. And I was like, I don't even know if they like country music over in Austria. But like it kind of like. By day number two, people were singing along to just about every song. <laughs> and then day number three, whenever it was raining even crazier, we were like, well, we're not going to sell merch because it's raining out here. There was still a line wrapped around the building. Whoa. And I don't And so in my mind, maybe our European influence kind of branched okay. out from Austria because okay. it's like the first place we went over there. Honey, I didn't even know they knew who we were in wow. Scotland. We thought the email was spam. Uh. Like, it was like they're trying to get our information. They just fishing. And then, um, and then after that the british cmas sent us an email and of course we thought it was junk mail too because yeah. it's oh still kind gosh. of like hard to believe that people literally around the world are listening liking and really really enjoying our music well <laughs> and if that's not enough talk also about women of country album of the year nominee group of the year nominee I mean, I don't, it's Danica, and I don't know if I'm the person to have the mic for these, because I genuinely, I have no clue. I'm like, first of all, I'm, I'm struggling, like, you know, like, I'm trying to get, like, you know, the people where we live and where we know to, to listen to the music and come along, so it blows my mind just when, when it says, um, hi, we the British Country Music Awards want to formally announce that you guys are nominated for, you know, Group of the Year, Song of the Year, whatever, and it's just like, wait, what? And so, I'm still I've literally still have those pinch me moments. Yeah, that I'm sure. you know. Yeah, because wait, I, I guess there's one more other little old honor we should probably mention. Um, 2022 Grammy consideration. <gasps> what? Oh, y'all. As we are like, as so we're so we're voting. So we we get the list and it's the full list of who all's being considered for the year. And as we're passing, like. Um, Marin Morris and um, Dirks Bentley and, and Keith Urban, Maddie and Tay. And I mean, as we're just we're going through and we're like, that's Chapel Heart. Like, that's Chapel Heart. And um, it's kind of like that thing where um, we for you can have him, Jolene. There was a guy who heard it and he was friends with Dolly Parton's manager. And he mm. called him. He said, I told Dan, Dan, do me one. He said, I'll never ask you for a favor. Do me one favor. Play this for Dolly. Make sure she sees it and he was like if you can get back to me he said um dan messaged me back and was like i played it for her she thought it was brilliant she mm. loved it 
And um, a lady, a fan came up and said, well, whatever came of uh, Dolly, did she reach out to y'all? I'm like, Dolly Parton knows who we are. Like, do you, yeah. are you kidding yeah. me? If she never calls or says anything, she doesn't even look our direction. She knows who at, we are. At which point Devin's like, yeah, just remember, I'm the one that had the shirt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if she calls, give the phone to Dev. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am told that you have a big homecoming show in Poplarville, Mississippi, your hometown. When is that? And then, wow, talk also about all these shows that I rattled off some locations for back in the intro. Y'all are working hard we to get are. out there, especially considering that, you know, we were coming out of a worldwide pandemic. And yet in 2021, Chapel Heart has been doing shows every month since April. Yes, I mean, first of all, how blessed are we? And um, and, and people always, and, and I mean, it feels good because people are like, you girls grind so hard. Y'all are one of the hardest grinding groups I know. And um, I said, we have seen those little lines in the highway about as much as our eyes can probably stand. <laughs> but um, so we're super blessed and we're, we're just kind of work, work, working. And um, I thought it was really funny. We showed up, always I tell this at the show, we showed up in Liberty, South Carolina, and we've just been like on the road grinding our tails off. And we showed up and this guy goes, it's the girls from TikTok. Please tell me y'all are going to say, do an acapella version of Seven Bridges Road. I was like, <laughs> our career has come down to with the girls from TikTok. <laughs> we'll take it. And um, but we're getting ready to put together this huge um, show in our hometown of Poplarville, Mississippi. And it's amazing. We we put it up as a vote because we we've got a lot of places that we call kind of home now. Mm-hmm. New Orleans took us in, kind of raised us up in the music scene. Um, we had a little city in um in Gulf, the Gulf Coast and past Christian Mississippi. They just adopted the the snot out of us and loved us so good. And so um so we just said, you know what, we'll put it up and we'll let people vote. And um originally our hometown, I think they just we were like just the girls from pop like you know we're Danica Tree and Dev from school and. And church, and so I think it didn't hadn't hit yet, but somewhere in the last year, Poplarville just raised up, and they voted so hard. I was like, I would, and we originally were like, that's it's never gonna. Poplarville ain't gonna have enough votes. They came out of the wazoo and voted, mm. so we got to have. We're gonna do this show, hometown show, January the eighth. It's okay. super close, even still to here. So I'm thinking it's it'll so be worth the two or three hour road trip. If if you're out, you're gonna want to come get your tickets and come see it. Uh, we've got some special guests. Uh, uh-uh. We call them our uh-uh. famous uh-uh. friends. Uh-uh. So we've got some special guests that are gonna come out. Um, we're a little bit. We like you know we're we're a little bit old school in our country raising too. So we got some. Something old, something new, some borrowed, something blues. We'll so I have two follow-up questions based on everything you just told me. Number one, I'm going to admit, where is home right now? So where do you all live now? So right now we're ba- we're we're all kind of in the New Orleans area. So Dev, uh, okay. Dev's out a little. We're we're about about 15 minutes out and around the city, but we're based in New Orleans right now. Okay. So it's where we're calling home. The second question is, you know, Tree mentioned before that you'll play the guitar like for writing and stuff but that for your live shows it's the three of you singing so i just mentioned that chapel heart has been doing shows every month since april so when you're out and i'm i only scratch the surface with how many states y'all are are playing in but so do you have hired guns that you just find in every city or do you have a band that tours with you what what does that look like when someone goes to see a chapel heart live performance We've got a um this is Danica and we have a we have a few guys who we we have a few guys who we work on stuff. I'm, welcome to family <laughs> you know. But um Dev just tried to bite me for all those people who are out there. She's a cannibal. <laughs> But um, but no, we um we we have a, a few set. Of, we've kind of got like a built out band, so we have a really big band. And as we go to different places, and depending on how much the gig will pay, or depending on what kind of show it is, and um we kind of piece and part it sure, together sure. based off of kind of what sure. we can afford to bring with us of course but usually minimally we'll have a three-piece that travels with us or um if we're doing like a theater or something we'll have um i think in total there's probably about a, six guys so wow wow yeah the show the homecoming show do you know what size band that will be and also be what is the band. what is the venue where where specifically we is being held? We will be playing at the Brownstone Arena in Poplarville. It's a um is it arena? Yeah, it's a oh, Brownstone Theater. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> We're selling out arenas. <laughs> so for the I don't know why. It's the theater I, oh, that thinks it's an arena and the arena that thinks it's a theater. There How's you go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the Brownstone Theater really? and um Brownstone Center. 
Way to downgrade it to center. It's set up theaters. Yeah, so it's a it's uh, Pearl River. It's at the Pearl River Community College there in Poplarville, which has just grown over the years. But um, they have a huge theater. It's a it should definitely be called bigger than a center. It's huge, and so um so we're gonna be doing it there, and um I mean it's gonna be lights and hopefully. Pyrotechnics and you name awesome. it, like awesome, awesome, huh? fog. fog. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if any of that sounds exciting to you, you should get your tickets. Uh, I think tickets are going to be on sale by December the first. So, hey, don't go, soon. don't go for the lights and the fog and the pyro. Go for, the, go for Chapel Heart. Their oh, harmonies, yeah. their music. Oh man! Go for them. There you go. <laughs> that that's what that's the real Chapel Heart, but we couldn't afford it so far. So uh, we. Can't. All those donations have gone to use for <laughs> firecrackers for the show. <laughs> We're going to close with another song from the new album. In fact, this is the title track. Before I let y'all go and I play that song, though, share with the listeners all about this one. The Girls Are Back in Town. The Girls Are Back in Town is probably like three minutes and 20 seconds of exactly who we are you know we're from the south we are so familiar with the good old boys system but it's 2021 and it's time to shake things up and i kind of feel like this song is has mirrored our climb it's mirrored our journey and you know we've kind of just taken matters into our own hands and we leave that out there for all of the other women all the girls too you know just kind of you know you're running your show and you can do it and you know this song and um, I think just to icing on on the top of the cake of that, I, I, we tell people all the time, like we're not we we didn't get into country music to to have special privileges or, or to to be, to ask for handouts. Or I said we just ask that you open the door. If you love it, let us through. If you don't, we'll keep working. But um, and and not that we're and we talk about the good old boy system. And I said not that we want to take it down. And it's worked. You know what I mean? It's worked for as long as the good old boy system has been that. And so I said we, but we were just here to let them know that the girls are back in town and we're we're working and kicking butt and taking names and all that so so let me see if i can remember the three follow-up questions that popped into my head as tree was talking maybe not in this order but for instance when tree you say that this song really defines who we are and, and where we're at does it write itself really fast because it is who you are and it's where you're at or is it you know on the contrary as much as you would think so it took us quite a long time to work it out Uh, Well, actually, you hit the nail on the head, and I think that's kind of one of the advantages that we have writing songs, especially together, and it's because it's so honest and it's not forced. It's literally either things that we witness or that we go through or that we live, and so it's pretty much just finding a rhyming word for your current situation because, I mean, it really really is our journey. It really is our life. That's cool. So who who brought the idea to the table for let's write a song called or about the girls are back in town? Dev's making a face like I have no idea who. Right. We've got like a few and, and like it kind of we talked a little bit before it was about kind of being being in the room with other writers. Mm-hmm. And so we got a chance to write with this guy, uh, Jonathan Freitas, who is a writer from New Orleans. And um, he came in and he was like, man, I've been working on this funky. So like we were like, ooh, and then so like literally, I think we just kind of jumped in. and we We're like, bum, 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 bum. and like so we were just kind of joking around. But literally the course as we uh, we might have just like been singing it out and as we were like singing it we were like oh my gosh so the chorus came out first first which is really weird because i think we usually get a verse and then from the verse go all right we got to get a killer solid chorus the chorus came right out mm. and we were like if these verses aren't i think we could probably scootle do 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 in the verses and this chorus <laughs> says exactly what it is so the chorus was so strong in the beginning and so um so it did not take long to write okay and um okay. So the third question then is, help me understand, I believe it's the 12th song, it's the title song, it's this is who we are, this is where we're at, so why do you choose to put it 12th? Is there a strategy there of to get to the heart of who we are to, to kind of punctuate it, let's put it at the end, or, or am I missing something? Um, I think part of it was just, you know, it's the grand finale, you know, it is the final 
shebang of the album and it just it's like I feel like it makes a statement that it's the last one because it's like you get all you hear everything from the you know from the nearly over you all the way down to the girls are back in town and so you hear so many different things on the way down but once you get to the girls are back in town if you had any doubt still of who we were (laughs) that is that's the final statement like that's the bam here we are nice nice I like it Ladies, this has been so much fun. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you you making time. Congrats on all the success that you're having. Congrats on the new album. Best of luck with the big show in January and and everything else that you're doing. I know that the fans who follow you are just going to continue to see so much more that Chapel Heart is doing. So wish you the very best. Thank you, Bruce. We had so much fun today. Look, please have us back. We'd Let's love do to it. come back. Let's do it. It was the hesitation. No, guys, these ladies are crazy. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun, and I really appreciate all coming over. And that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to Danica Hart, her sister Devin Hart, and their cousin Tree Swindle. Together they are Chapel Hart. Do be sure to visit their official website at chapelheart.com. Again, I will have a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you land on their website, you'll see links to connect with them on social media. I am now following them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I know they would appreciate your doing the same. We didn't talk about their YouTube channel, but get on over there. More than 3,500 subscribers and a combined total of more than a quarter million video views. Hit the subscribe button there and then watch and like the videos on their channel. The new album is called The Girls Are Back in Town. You can get an autographed copy through the shop section of chapelheart.com. There is other merchandise and their 2019 album there as well. I mentioned before that while you can and should follow Chapel Heart on Spotify, the better way to support them is by purchasing downloads of their music from Apple Music, Amazon, or Google Play, all of which there are links to on their website. Keep up with them online too so you can see where and when you can go see them perform live. Be reminded that if you or someone you know is in a position where you or they get interviewed on radio, TV, podcasts, etc., or should be getting interviewed or interviewed more, then the online class that I launched is a great resource to benefit more from those efforts that you or they are making. This is in a go-at-your-own-pace format, so you don't have to worry about a date and time not working with your schedule. At interviewtipscourse.com, there are videos and PDF downloads that all will help you towards getting better results which means more sales, more downloads, more clients, more bookings, whatever your desired goal is for getting interviewed. Don't keep doing interviews and coming away feeling it was a waste of your time. Invest in yourself and your career. Go to interviewtipscourse.com now and get started. That will do it for episode 408. Thank you so much for listening. I'll send you out today with another song from Chapel Heart. This is the title track from their new album and the track that they just talked about. It's called The Girls Are Back in Town. Let's go downtown. Hell of a work week Honky tonk down Cause I'm sure that Broadway missed me Well I'm trading in my suit for a tank and a miniskirt And I'm sending out an SOS Cause a few hearts might get hurt So come on girl 
to change lanes. Indies on the rise, got you racking your brain. Racking See, your we brain. hit it out the park, disrupted your whole game. What you thought was just a spark turned into a whole plane. One, two, three, we burn the boys club down. I'm calling all my ladies to rebuild this town. Go ahead and thank my daddy how I'm wearing my crown. We're the next women in country and it's our town now. Like to hang around 